All is well. Great. <laughs> That's great news to my ears. Uh, just wanted to do some quick announcements here before we get started. Uh, we will be doing a fellowship. This is a fellowship. So if you have any questions or comments throughout the service, please raise your hand. Myself or Samuel will bring you the mic. And if and when we bring you the mic, please hold it in the fashion that I am holding it. So the sound is clear for us here in the audience as well as the audience listening online. They are very, very picky. It is very annoying when they complain. So <laughs> let's do our best with that. Uh, anyways, uh, please no food or drink here uh, during, uh, before, during, or after the service. I see everyone is following the rules there. Um, if everyone could please check their cell phones right now, check it out right now. Silence the cell phones. Don't unsilence them. Silence them. Uh, if there's noise from the phones, the whole service will just shut down. Uh, you know, we'll make you stand up. We'll point at you until you silence that cell phone. I don't want to do that, but that's how it has to be. Sorry. Uh, anyways, and finally, if you need to use the restroom throughout the service, it is back that way and to the left. If you happen to get lost along the way, TJ is there wearing a tracksuit. You cannot miss him. Uh, he is blending in with the wall a little bit, but he will see your distress that you are lost, and he will shepherd you, guide you uh, to where you need to go. Anyways, thank you all for coming. Um, if anybody maybe you know towards the back wants to fill in the front a little bit, so the lollygaggers who will be showing up in five or ten minutes, I'm assuming, maybe even later, um, that would be much appreciated so the lollygaggers can sit in the back. Anyways, that's all for me. Thanks for coming. Happy Sunday. <laughs> Amazing. Who is the Prince of Detroit, Hassan? I'm not sure. You don't know? No, my friend made a movie, and he, so I just clipped his letter. Oh, really? Cool, it could be Satan. Good morning. Welcome to the church. I'm Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line, and Hake will let me know if you have questions and comments, all right? I do appreciate it. Good morning, y'all. How y'all? Good. Um, yesterday, we were down in Ramon, is it Ramona, California. You ever been there? Anybody ever been there? It's like by San Diego somewhere, near the borders of Mexico, it looks like. Is it near Tijuana? <laughs> and it's down in a hole. You drive up this hill, then you drive down the hill. It's like someone dug a hole in a rock and made a city. And it's beautiful. It's really nice. But we had a good time. Thank you all for showing up. Some of the guys from Bond showed up, so thank you for that. I do appreciate it. Um, who's here for the first time today? Oh, nice. Nice, nice, amazing. What's your name and how did you hear about us? Oh, okay. 
My name is Larissa. I was introduced to uh, your platform by my friend Cameron here. Right on. Yeah. And um, any questions? Did you watch any of the videos or anything yet? Oh, um, the video I watched was... Actually, no, I didn't watch really any videos. Um, she just told me about your silent prayer. Have you done that? Yes. And what did you think? Um, I did it all throughout quarantine. So with my experience doing it for, like, I guess a year now or right. a year and a half, um, it helped me clear my mind and organize my thoughts better and not worry about, you know, the little things. Right on. You know, so. Amazing. So I thank you for that. you And welcome. I thank her for that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Have you gone and forgiven your mother? Oh, yes. Yeah, that was the first thing I did. Yeah. And how did that go? Ooh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, how that went. Um, she took it like I wasn't saying it at first, like probably like disbelief. Right. And then she went into like her emotions. I'm like reliving it in my head. So I'm like trying right. to reenact right. it in my head. Um, and it, it was a process. I had to re forgive her. So, <laughs> Cause I, I talked to Cam, Cam said do it woman, again. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, um, she felt like I was. Uh, not to say victimizing her, but attacking her. Right. And, uh, you know, I had to reassure her, like, I, you know, I forgive you for this. I had to keep saying it so she knew that I wasn't attacking her. You know, she didn't know any better. She did her best. And, but it affected me this way. And that's the reality kind of thing. Right. And probably, like, the third time, she, like, you got it. You three times? Yeah, three times. Yeah. It's really hard. Because we always one. fought. We always, like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I got to do this again. No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I did my father as well. My father was more receiving yeah. of it. Yeah, because yeah. he had my parents actually divorced, so I had to forgive them for what transpired in their divorce. Oh, so okay. um, he, yeah, he was he received it a little differently, a little well. He's more mellow than she is. Do you know why it's hard for women to? And you're not even going there to yell at you saying, I'm sorry for hating you. I realize you couldn't help it now. Right. Do you know why it's hard for women like that to accept it? No. Because Satan is her daddy. Mm. And they have a big ego. Right. And the hardest thing in the world for the average, not all, not all, but most, maybe all. (laughs) 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 The hardest thing for a woman to admit is that she's wrong. Okay. She'll cut your throat. And hang your head like this before she admits she's wrong. And that's why you have to just forgive her, but let her deal with her denial. She may not be ready to overcome, but God will forgive you Mm -hmm. and take her identity away and give you back his identity. And you'll be fine. Thank you. And so are you dealing with her in a a grown-up way now? You're not afraid of her and all that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. (laughs) That is so nice. Truly, yeah. Yeah. Any questions about anything or any disagreements about anything? Um, I guess um, I don't have any questions pertaining to it's almost like the next step. Like what would be the next step moving forward with or just do I just let it let it flow? Perfect question. Let it flow. Okay. Stay with, stay with, stay with the silent prayer. Okay. Because you're drawing you closer and closer to the father within and further away from the darkness of your imagination. And one day you realize, wow, what a life. Yeah. And most people won't understand it. It'll be between you and the Father, yeah. but it will be amazing. Yeah. 
So stay with the prayer, no matter what happens. Yeah. I do have to say that, you know, the result of um, how I said, like, it organized my thoughts, like, a better terminology was it gave me peace of mind. Yes, I know what you mean. That's right. And what it's really doing, the light of God is taking you away from the thoughts. He'll bring you out of the darkness into the light. Because with that anger, you've been living in darkness. And that's why everything seems so hard and you're judging yourself and emotional because you were in the darkness. You're now in the light. By forgiving your mother, he drew you in and the light is shining and you're going to grow in the light. It's going to blow your mind. It's really going to blow your mind. So stay with the prayer. Just live now. That's all you have to do. Stay with the prayer. Oh, pray and watch. Mean to pray and watch the thoughts. Mm -hmm. And life will just unfold by itself. It really will. Everything you touch will work for you. Okay. And one day you'll be over the emotions. You won't hate anyone, no matter what your friends say or do, your right. family. It wouldn't matter. You'll just be fine. Okay. But Thank stay you. with the prayer. All right. And when your boy, you have a boyfriend? Um, I'm dating, but I don't have, like, a set boyfriend, though. <laughs> <laughs> Is he beta or alpha? <laughs> I feel like beta. He's a beta. Yeah, I feel like beta. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you see that now, you won't judge him for it. Okay. That's what's going to stop. Right. You'll be honest with him about it, but you won't resent him for it. Yeah, I had that um, happen to me. I was like, I felt I was more alpha. So it was hard for me to like, I don't want to demean anybody's character. Right. So, but it held me back from like, why am I, why is this person not this way? Yeah. But like you said, that resentment goes away. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Because he has to do the same thing that you did. He must forgive. Mm-hmm. He got to overcome his mother. He really can't help it at this point. And he might not be aware of it yet. Wow. I, I agree. I did uh, see that like his relationship with his mother was like resentful. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a tension. All men and all women that walk this earth resent their mothers. Not one love their mothers until they go and forgive. Then they can love them. God said to honor your parents. Mm -hmm. And it simply means don't resent them. And now you can treat your parents with perfect love. And that's what it means not to, I mean, that's what it means to honor them. It's not to resent them. And you will be an adult. You're not your mama's baby. You're not her daughter. You're an individual adult now. And you will be treated that way. And you would treat her that way as well. Yeah. Really, like, respectfully kind of thing, right? Yeah, just not resent it. You would disagree. Yeah. You may have to yell at her sometimes. Yeah. You may have to block her on your social media, but you won't resent her. Okay. Because she might not go away. You know, sometimes they won't go away. The mama want to follow you everywhere. Yeah, yeah, she does that. <laughs> <laughs> she does. She'll, like, keep talking. And I'm like, okay, I've ended the conversation, or I thought... You know, the conversation had an, had its end, yeah. and she'll still be talking. Right. Kind of yeah. But now <laughs> you'll be able to say, I got to go, bye. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Cool. And you won't feel guilty because you won't have her nature. Right. You'll yeah. be free. Yes. And the same way with your boyfriend, or anyone really, mm-hmm. no matter who. Right. All right? Yes. Amazing. <laughs> Any other questions? Uh, no, that's it. That is so nice. Thank you, though. Church is over. <laughs> We can do the offering now and go. <laughs> right on. Um, your first time here? Yeah. Okay. What's your name and how did you hear about us? 
Um, my name's Obi, and I discovered you on uh, YouTube. Right on. Any questions or disagreements or anything? Um, no, not well. Probably like questions on uh, how to like find perfect peace in life. Right. Okay. Yeah. And what's your question? Yeah. How do you find per perfect? Oh, how do you peace? find it? Yeah. Same thing this young lady did. Go and forgive. The only reason you don't have it is because you have a heart of stone. You have no love. And when you go and forgive, God will forgive you, and he shall give you peace. It'll happen because he, he will take the heart of stone and turn it into love, which is of him. And in him, there's nothing but peace. But as long as you have anger, you got to have, you won't have peace. You must forgive. What do you think about that? Uh, I agree. I like that. Uh, you have anger? Uh, a little bit. A little bit? Yeah. <laughs> About this much? <laughs> How yeah. much do you have? <laughs> uh, I have anger. Yeah. Did you know that any male that has anger is a woman? I agree with that. Oh, good. You know your girl? <laughs> I'm a, I wasn't born a girl. Right. You wasn't born a girl. You just feel like one. <laughs> have you gone, have you heard me say go and forgive? Uh, yeah, I've actually watched a lot of your videos and I, I do plan on uh, forgiving my mom. How long you been aware, how long you been watching? Uh, probably like for two, three months now. Oh, okay. And why haven't you gone straight and away and forgiven? Straight uh, way and forgive me. Well, my, my parents are African, but I was born here, so that makes me American, right? Oh, but, okay. Yeah, my parents, they're, on, they're in Africa on vacation right now. Oh, okay. So probably oh, they're they, from Africa? Yeah, they're Nigerian specifically. Uh, I about to say, were they one of those at the borders? What was that? One of those <laughs> You're not a Haitian, right? No, I'm not Haitian. Okay, all right. <laughs> we welcome the Haitians here, though. Uh, <laughs> Um, and so they're on vacation. That's why you have not forgiven? Yeah. Oh, okay. And do you live with them? Uh, no, sir. Oh, good. You have your own place and all that? Yes, sir. Good. <laughs> well, when they come back, make sure you forgive and have no expectation. Don't expect them to apologize or anything. You forgive them. They did their best, and God will forgive you. Are you doing the silent prayer? Uh, no, sir. And, and why not? I haven't... Um I haven't got to it. I've heard about it, but I never got to it. You just don't have time to pray right now? I have time. I, I, I can make time. I really want to urge you to pray, all right? Okay. Christ said, pray and watch. So you must pray so you can be one with the Father at all times. Eventually, it'll be all times. You'll be one with God instead of in your head. Uh, okay. All right? But when you overcome the anger, you shall have peace. Any other questions about that? Uh, no, sir. Uh, how about anything else? Uh, not at the moment. How old are you? I'm 28. Oh, okay. Well, you look younger. Thank you. Not that 28, you look old. Or anything, <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here, man. Yeah, Thanks I'm, for coming. I'm glad to be here. Any disagreement about anything you've heard me say? Um, no. Okay. Right on. Um, is this your first time here? Yeah, yeah I'm not sure the parking lot. You met me at the parking lot? Yeah, Rouse. Oh, and I hear, oh, yeah. I remember I was coming out of the store. How are 
all this world. Any question about right. anything? No, not anything. Yeah, I was using some of that story. Like, aren't you? What did you say? Are you Jesse or I had on a shirt or something? I recognize you and I said hello. Oh, okay. Right on. I'm glad you're here. What's your first name? John. Thanks for coming, John. Pleasure. Right on. Any questions about anything, anyone? Yes, sir. Are you, this your first time? Yeah. Oh, I can't tell. Because you well, can keep I, it on. I just can see. Okay. Yeah. If um, you want to. I just wanted to ask, like, how I should, like, forgive my father. Um, how you should forgive who? My father. Okay. Um, he actually called me, like, a few days ago, and I really didn't answer because I didn't want to, like, talk to him. Um, like, we have kind of, like, a unstable relationship. Just because, like, as a kid, like, I don't know, he wasn't, like, there as much. And so um, he worked a lot and stuff like that. And I got it. You know, I got he worked and stuff. But, like, a lot of times, like, I was switching back and forth between my mom and my dad. Right. And so, like, um, I just felt, I don't know, just kind of alone sometimes because, he wasn't there to talk to me whenever I needed to kind of, like, get stuff out of my head when I was in too much of my head. I know mean, you say right. all thoughts are lies and stuff. Yeah. And so, um, I don't know. I just, like, I've been thinking about it a lot. You know, I've been kind of, like, just wanted to just forgive him and try my best to just, like, you know, uh, try to make some sort of relationship with him because, you know, I do love him. It's just, you know, the way, you know, I grew up, the way, you know, his tactics were, you know, when it came to discipline and stuff like that, it's just, it kind of pushed me away, you know. So it's just like, I kind of just want to, you know, just forgive him and, you know, I want to go to like a family reunion, you know, with everybody, but I just, I, I don't know, like, if I can have like a good conversation with him, you know, because we just, we're just complete opposites, I feel like. I don't know. So. When you would talk to your mother about your father growing up, what would she say? Um, they did not, like, get a, like, even, like, she said, uh, when I was born, like, he just straight up, like, left. Like, they weren't even in a relationship. She, I don't want to say, like, almost, like, I was a mistake or anything, but, like, she said, like, you know, it wasn't supposed to happen, I guess. I don't know. Like, I wasn't. Your mother told you you were not supposed to happen? Not supposed, not like that, but, like, uh, I don't know, like. Like, once it was over, like, they didn't talk for a long time, and then she gave him that call. You know, like, I'm pregnant. Like, you need to. So. She didn't call your father and tell him that she was pregnant? No, she, she did, but, like, they didn't talk, like, at all after that. It was just kind of like a, you know. Oh. Like a. So I kind of can't hardly understand because I'm you're talking. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll take it yeah, off. just behind the back. Yeah, yeah. And then you can put it back on. Okay. So your mother told you when she got pregnant with you, that it was like a mistake. Uh, I'll just say it wasn't supposed to happen. I'll just. It like wasn't. Say. She said you were not supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah. Really? Well, your no? And what was it like when she told you that? What did you feel like when she told you that? Um, I didn't really know how to take it. I was just like, oh, like you know, I'm here now. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm here. how old were you when she told you that? Uh, maybe like. Fifteen or sixteen. That's amazing, man. Um, 
And what else did she say about your father? Well, they just could not get along for anything. That's why. I mean, soon as I was born, he was pregnant with another woman, another woman. So, right. you know, it was just, they just never had a good relationship. I was always back and forth, back and forth. The first time I saw him was like, I mean, maybe it wasn't the first time, but the first time like I re- actually remember seeing him was like, maybe I was like six or seven, and we were like over in the East Coast, like South Carolina. Right. And uh, every summer, like after that, like when I first like uh, was with him and stuff like that, like we would just meet um, randomly at any random place, and I would just stay with him for the summer. You know what I mean? Like just to, you know, catch What was up. it like staying with him for the summer? Um... <clears throat> Well, he already had two kids, and so, you know, it was nice seeing them and stuff like that, Um, but um, I don't know. It still didn't feel like, you know, really a father relationship. Right. It didn't really, you know, sit in with me. I just felt like I was just there, you know, just to hang out, you know, and so, yeah. I totally understand it, man. I 100% understand it. How old are you now? Uh, 22. 22. And so what was it what was it like growing up just you and your mother for you? It was kind of we had just a, uh, a sort of good bad relationship, you know, because she is a mess like <laughs> uh, man, beyond a mess and yeah. it's, she's still messy today, but yeah. I just ever since I started listening to you and I've listened to a few more people and stuff, I just try to like just like, because I used to have a lot of anger issues, you know, and it was just like, I would just flip out, you know, but whenever we would argue and stuff like that, and, you know, she would, you know, hit me sometimes, and I just... just She would do what? Like, uh, hit me, like, you know, really? slap me, or you oh, know, yeah. push me, you know, I'm your mama, you know, I'm, you're supposed to... And I would just, I would hold back, you know, because, I don't know, I was just so angry, but... You felt like knocking her out? Not knocking her out, but just be like, stop, you know, just stop. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it was just like, I don't know, I just, I tried to, uh, whenever I'm in like a bad situation or a situation that I know I could really get angry at or something, I just like, I just kind of, you know, stop. And I was just like, you know, okay, you know, this is my mom. I have to respect her and do my best to just try to, you know, calm myself down and, you know, sometimes I'll make it worse because she would just keep going, you know. She would yeah. just, you know, keep yapping and yapping. I'm like, why are you still talking? Why won't you stop? But, like, yeah, it was just just messy. You know, I, I didn't know, you know, how to handle it. And she just sent me off to my dad, you know, go be a man. Go be with your dad. And, Amazing. Yeah. Um, so do you still live with her? Uh, yes. Beta. <laughs> yeah. No. Why haven't you moved out? At, how old are you? Uh, 22. Why have you moved out? Um, well, I moved over here about five years ago. Um, over here from, from my dad, Virginia. From where? from where? Virginia. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so um, I basically, like, I was just trying to, once I turned, like, 18, I graduated. I was just like, okay, you know, I'm going to go to school. You know, I went to, like, my local uh community college or whatever, and I was going to school for a little bit, and then after a while, I was just like, I don't really like like this anymore. And so I just started going from job to job, you know, just trying to, you know, work and save yeah. up, but it just, it hasn't happened yet. Right on. Yeah. 
Um, have you forgiven your mother for what she's done to you? No. And why not? Because, like, I don't know how to, you know. I feel like she's just going to react in a certain way, and I'm not going to know how to handle it, you know. It's like, oh, I understand. You know, what I mean? you know how you get angry now. She can make you really, really angry, yeah. and you can't help it. You don't want to be that way, but you can't help it. Yeah. She just brings it out of you. That's her inside of you. And her mother did it to her, so she cannot help herself. You know what I mean? And getting to know yourself and seeing that you can't help yourself will help you understand that she cannot help herself, and that will cause you to forgive her. It's not her, but it's the hell that made a home in her. She hates her mother. Do you know her mother? Um, well, her birth mother, I'm sorry, her birth mother abused her and my sister. Yeah. And she died a long time she ago. Did. Yeah, she did. Uh, um, but her her other mother, stepmother, I don't know. God, I didn't really even know her like that. She died, you know. Everybody and did. we just called her grandma. You know, yeah. So. But listen, that's how you forgive your mother by realizing you can't help yourself. You're controlled by this. Just go to her and say, look, I'm sorry for resenting you. I realize now you can't help yourself because you have become like her. You become like whomever makes you angry, you become like them. So you have your mother's identity, not your own. Don't ask for forgiveness from her. Um, don't be, oh, I love you, but, because you don't love her, right? You will love her once you forgive her with the real love. But go to her, you're going to be shaking in your boots. And just shaking your boots, cry, whatever happened. Just say, I just want to tell you I'm sorry for resenting you. I realize you can't help it. And God will forgive you, and he will take her, all that anger away from you. And you will finally become yourself again. Well, what if, like, she just can't accept it? Like, she just, like... That's fine. She doesn't let her live her hell. That's on her. That's why God said for each individual to forgive, and he will forgive you and set you free, and you will start a new generation. But let her live and die like that. That's on her. It's just kind of funny, too, because... My girlfriend, well, my ex, she was just the same way as my mom. Like, yes. Every pay. woman you get involved with will be mama because you're attracted to what you hate, right? But once you overcome your mother, you will no longer be attracted to that spirit. And you will see it. And, and, and the girls that you get involved with, they'll try to be sweet and holy and all that. But you'll see it's not real. And you'll be able to avoid it. God would allow you to see it. And you'll be able to avoid that. And then he will put the right woman in your life. And it'll be amazing. But you got to shake in your boot and deal with your mother. It's going to be hard. So what now? It's going to be hard, you know. Yeah, I know. But it would be the hardest thing you ever had to do in your life. Everything else would be easy. But you got to face her so you can get your courage back. And don't argue with her. Don't try to convince her of anything. She's going to call your name. She might. She might not. Have a way to see because you don't know exactly how she's going to act. And, like, the same thing for my dad. So I just Absolutely. call him and just be like, you know, I forgive you. Yeah. No, I would ask him, why did you not protect me from my mother? Why did you leave me? And you'll see he can deal with your mother because your mother is his mother. And when men don't overcome their mothers, they can't deal with women in the right way. And so by seeing that your father cannot help himself would cause you to forgive him and that, lo- that yearning for a father would disappear. It would be gone away from him. But ask him, 
hey, I wanted you, I needed you. Why do you be there for me? Why do you protect me? And he would tell you. And you're going to see he went through exactly what you're going through right now. Might be a different situation, but it's the same spirit. And then you would love your father and back to God you will go. I just have like one more question. Like, yeah, help um, yourself. Like, okay, I'll just say like for my uh, stepbrother, like uh, uh, with my dad, yeah. like, I feel like it's kind of the same thing. Like, he kind of resents him, too. And he's a Virginia, too. But, I mean, it just kind of feels like they get along. But I don't think that much. So should I just tell my brother, like, hey, you know, you should forgive your, forgive, you know, dad, too. You know, he kind of messed up a little bit, too. He resents him, too. Because your father didn't just walk away from you. He's not protecting them, either. Because he can't deal with the spirit of the woman. So they do resent him. My uh, uh, stepbrothers and sisters, I hate to call them stepbrothers because I feel like one with them. Yeah. Um, they hated my father too, right? And once I forgave my father, whenever I would go back to Indiana to visit, he would always have a family meeting to try to get them to forgive him. Uh, because, and then my brothers eventually forgave him, but my sister won't. I don't think she ever forgave He did now, he did. But... My father, I don't think my sister ever forgave him. But I guess it's hard. Well, not again. It's hard for women to, not all, but most to forgive than their father. Men. If I'm being honest, like my little sister, I see my mom and my little sister so much. Yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's, that, it's a spirit. It's not them. It's a spirit that made a home in them. And it making them do the things they, they can't do or don't want to do. Your mother and father want to love you. But they just can't. They don't have it. They only have anger. Anyone who has anger has no love. Because that's the nature of Satan. But you got to face her and him so you can go free. And you're going to be afraid just that time. After that, it'll be fine. You start to grow up. And then find a job and save some money, find a little hole in the wall, move out, and one thing will lead to another one. It really will. Thank you. Are you doing the silent prayer? Not every day. And why not? Um, I don't know. I just wake up and my mind's on other things sometimes. Yeah. And that's what Satan wants you to be. The last thing he wants you to do is to be still and know the Father. He wants you to be thinking about things. I got to go to work. Uh, whatever, right? Because he wants to keep you in the darkness of imagination. But do the prayer, do the prayer, no matter what. Wake up and do it. And you will see you will grow away from it. Thank you. But, so do it, all right? Okay. Make sure you stay with it. Right. Amazing, man. Any other questions about anything? Uh, I'm sure I'll think of some. Okay, if you do, let me know. Thank you. Any disagreement about anything you've heard on the video? I actually did have one, but I can't remember it now. Oh, okay, if you do, let me know. Okay. Thank you. But face your mother so you can overcome fear. And you can forgive. And you're going to love your parent with perfect love after that. And you'll grow up and you'll just go up and stay with the prayer, stay with the prayer, stay with the prayer. Don't ever stop. Then you'll find yourself living that way. You'll be in the light instead of in your head. All right? Okay. Amazing. Good, man. Anybody else? Thank you. Amazing. No? Okay, I have a question. How many of you have friends? At least one friend. 
Oh, everybody have a friend except me. Let me see again. Who have friends? Oh, okay. Um, how do you see your friends or your friend? I would say, well, because I have like four good buddies, but I have like a, a lot of like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, acquaintances. Yeah, right. associates. Yeah, that. Yeah. The one that's the closest to you, how do you see him? He could be better. <laughs> he could be better? Oh, okay. Have you told him that? I try to tell him all the time, you know, but just the decisions that he makes is just like, you know, I just say, like you say, you know, you can listen to me, but if not, you know, you just suffer and die. If not. Right. <laughs> That's right. You have a friend? Yes. And is it a close close friend? Yes. And how do you, is it a girl? Yes. How do you see her? Um, I'm thinking of two people, so I'm trying to see you. Um, I, it's admiration and... You admire your friend? Yes. And why do you admire, if you can say, why do you admire her? Um, doing things out of the space of comfortability, like taking, taking risks that I wouldn't normally take myself. Oh, okay. Um, so inspiration, I would say, for the most part. She inspires you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. I would more so, like, say it challenges me because um, most women in my family, well, the women immediately in my family, like, say my household, they do things that are, like, out of the ordinary. All right. And I feel like I'm kind of out of the ordinary. Um, so I'm inspired by people doing things differently. What is out of, can you give me an example of one thing that's out of the ordinary? Um, I would say for me, like, I don't believe in, like, make wearing makeup. So going, like, my mom, like, rose me, like, to try to stay natural. You know, um, don't try to follow the crowd um, and say, like, with the way I look, my hair, um, nails so like try not to conform to society so i look for that in the people i surround myself with oh okay you know i look for the oddities i guess so <laughs> if i like if i like their oddities i like to i attract to them for that reason oh okay yeah amazing <laughs> thanks <laughs> you have a friend mm-hmm. thank you for for telling your friend the truth <laughs> and bring her back to the father that is so cool um, you have a close friend. Yes. And how do you see her? It's a woman, right? Yeah. Okay, how her. do you see her? Oh, it's her. It's her. And how do you see her? Um, she inspires me to be a better person. I really feel like God has brought me, brought her to me. Oh, okay. I had really fake friends. I still have fake friends. And I always prayed that I would have a true friend because I moved around all my life. Right. And I wasn't able to have stable relationships. So I was like, um, and I would just see so many catty girls. Like, I would hang out with dudes because you can, it was just way easier to hang out with dudes and girls because they're just like gossipy or like fake. So I was like, like, pray, like, I would have a true friend. And I think, like, right God on. brought her to me. And she's like, she knows, she has more ex- like experience with life and reality. And I'm like, still at the naive point. So she's like, always um keeping 
I guess she's always, I'm growing. She's just there with me. Right on. And she's like the big sister I never had. So. Nice. Are you doing a silent prayer? Yes. Every morning, every night? No. You say no? Yeah, it's my ego. What? Uh, <laughs> yes. Why are you doing it every morning, every night? I always feel like I have to go some places. Like, my ego is just like, really, you just like, I have to go, like, I can't stop moving. Like, if it, even I do silent prayer, it's like short now. It used to be a lot longer, right. but now it's shorter because I'm like, I'm doing well, but I'm also doing so much that I feel like I don't have enough time. Or like, no matter how long I do it, it's not enough. Oh, amazing. Um, and who tell you that it's not enough? Satan. Right. And why are you <laughs> listening to him? I'm just used to it. Right. That's why you need to do the silent prayer so that you can stop listening to that. Because he doesn't want you to do it. And that's not you telling yourself, oh, it's not enough, or I don't have time. It's him telling you that. All thoughts are all lies all the time about all things. So it's not you doing that to yourself. You're still listening to the voice of the lie. Mm. Um, I recommend you do it. And you're going to find that you have more, t- you have, you get everything done in a day and have time to waste. You really will. Mm-hmm. It's just you're, you're outside of time by being in your head. Mm-hmm. You're not in, in the present. And so it feels like you don't have time, but you have time for it. Mm-hmm. So make sure you start doing it, all right? I was even, like, we just suggest setting an alarm and stuff, because I if forget. If that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. After a while, you won't need the alarm, but if that's what it takes to wake up, it, it's, you're a millennial, right? I'm a Z. You're a Z? Yes. Wow, yeah, you need two or three alarms. <laughs> <laughs> Millennials need alarms. <laughs> I don't use an alarm at all. I get up at three in the morning, and I just wake up, mm-hmm. right? We have an inner clock, but... Millennials, you got to come back to it. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I have two or three alarms. One at the bed, <laughs> one on the couch, wherever you have to get you out of the bed. Yeah. All right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, set the alarm. Mm-hmm. Because I really want you to know you need to pray, yeah. especially now that you're on your way back to the Father. All right? So you want to stay with him. You want to grow in him. All right? Mm-hmm. So make sure you do it. Will do. Any questions about anything? Um, I asked like this question back in April, but I asked, I'll ask again. Um, we just, I asked a question, um, I'm waiting for marriage and, uh, so I was going on a date and you don't tell the guy that you're waiting for marriage. And then, um, the guy asked me to be his girlfriend, but I thought I should tell him to see his reaction. I'm waiting until marriage. He got so angry at me and dumped me. <laughs> so I'm like, nice. are we still- <laughs> I was still telling people because I feel like I told another guy and he's like, you need to tell them because they don't want to waste their time, you know? So I was still wondering, like, do I tell them, like... That you're waiting for marriage? Yes. Absolutely. Women need to have a standard. They have no standard now. And so by you telling him that, he knows there's a line he cannot cross. And then if he leave, be grateful that he left because it's the wrong, it's not for you. He's just there for something else and not for you. And he would never make for a good husband or a good father mm-hmm. because he would cheat on you and everything after marriage. So absolutely. Because I remember you said, um, it's not their business. Don't tell them. But when I told him, he got so angry. <laughs> if, if he tried to cross the line, you say, no, I'm waiting for marriage. Mm-hmm. Right? If he's not trying to cross the line, you don't need to make the announcement. Mm-hmm. You just date without crossing the line and you will see if this is the right guy for you. But if he is trying to cross the line, no, I'm waiting for marriage. 
Mm-hmm. And if he said, oh, my God, <laughs> I got to go to Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> and I tried to introduce him to you. And then he was like, is this a cult? Are you in a cult? And he called me crazy. Yeah. I was like, oh, God. Because hell think heaven is crazy. Mm-hmm. Out of control people think people who are in control are crazy mm-hmm. because they're so out of control. They're supposed to see it that way. But I wouldn't look for a man right now. Make sure you don't look. You only seek the kingdom of God in his right way. And it'll be added to you. It really will. Mm-hmm. If it's meant to be. And if it's not meant to be, you'll still have peace as though nothing is missing. You should only seek the kingdom of God in his right way. Not a man or anything. Mm-hmm. All right? So, yeah, if they run by. <laughs> Be glad to t- tell him to move over to Sweden. Yeah. Y'all heard about Sweden, right? Yes. <laughs> All the guys have moved to Sweden. You, you heard about that? I, I listen to your podcast. Oh. I listen to it every day. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Yeah. So the gym is empty now. I told all the guys about it at the gym. They all went to Sweden. <laughs> no, I'm saying. But no, don't, don't look for a guy. Just seek the kingdom of God and live your life and life will be added to you. It'll be amazing. He knows what you want. Uh, we don't know what we want. He, we don't know what we need. He will add it to you. All right? Sounds good. Right on. Any other questions? Not at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and then if that loneliness that you feel for a family or something like that, if you do the prayer, it will disappear too. Because God will fulfill you. All right? Um, who else have friends? Oh, you have a friend? And then I come to you. Yeah, I think so. I was actually thinking about this last night. Um, I realized most people that I would consider friends probably just are in my life because they either want something from me or I want something from them or they have like, and I, they want to surround themselves with people that I'm probably like. But I would say, yeah, there's some people that they don't have any expectations from me or anything, they're just in my life. And so you have a close friend right now? Yeah, I'd I say I have several. You have several close friends? Yeah. And I how do, close, but I, I would consider them friends, yeah. How do you see them? How do I, what do you mean? How do you see your close friends? Um, I mean, they're not perfect, but I don't really judge them. Like, they're not, uh, I wouldn't say they're like upstanding individuals or anything, but, <laughs> but I, I just consider them friends because I, I would I think you know we've known each other since really young age. Like we've um, we would help each other. We will help each other out, not because we feel obligated or anything, because we genuinely want to. I don't right. I don't think they're um, I don't think we use any each other for anything. I think we're just you know we oh, enjoy okay. being around each other. Amazing. You have a friend? Yes. Right here. You have a close friend? I have a few. A few close friends? Yes. And how do you see them? Uh, well, the same way I view myself. We're all flawed. So you see that your friends have fallen? Well, not fallen, just flawed. Flawed. Yes. And you still like them? Yes. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Do you tell them they're flawed? Yes. And how do they deal with it? They work on it. They, they understand. It's the same thing with, I think, um, as, as we age, we know that we have flaws, right? And there are things that we try to, we all try to be better, right? Every day. And 
sometimes some of my friends like the drama, the attention, whatever it right. may be. And I think um, even my like for me, I don't like the drama, but I get stuck on my on my own problems. So I think it's just like we're more like a sounding board, right? In the sense of we're there to kind of support each other, um, talk about our problems. Sometimes it might be shared problems, you know. Uh, How do you get stuck on your problems? I know what I should be doing, and I don't. And so you you have a problem, mm-hmm. you're stuck. Mm-hmm. You know what to do, but you don't. Yes. And why not? Why would you be stuck if you know how to get out? I th- I, I think it's uh, sometimes it's low grade low grade depression, right? Just being in that moment for so long, you you just feel stuck in it. Um, and also, I think it's just mostly that, right? Most of us have get that feeling where it's scary or you've been in it for so long, you're just there. And instead of being a better person and just kind of like dealing with the problem head on. So you, you're not being you have low-grade depression? Yes. What does that feel like? Um, for the most part, I would say... It's hard to find joy sometimes. Who? It's hard to find joy. Joy Behar? <laughs> yes, Joy <laughs> Behar, yes. Is that Joy Behar on MSNBC? <laughs> that woman just a crazy as they come. I mean, Joy Reid. Joy Behar crazy too. Yeah, both of them crazy. And the reason I was thinking about Joy Reid, because I happened to watch the news this morning, and somebody was asking why is there so much attention on uh, the death of this white girl that was allegedly killed by some white guy? And George uh, Reed said it was white. What, James? Missing white, Missing white girl syndrome. I'm like, what the? <laughs> How do you come up with that? You know Satan's busy, right? She has to be really in her head to be thinking that. But, uh, and so, tell me again, it feels like what now? It's just, it's hard to find joy. Oh, I see. You know, in the sense of, I think we get all inundated with, like, what's going on in the world, and then you start thinking of your own problems. Yeah, the silent prayer helps, but I think still, it's, like you said, it's a work in progress, right? Like, it's it's not like suddenly you get it, where it's like it just goes away, and... I think that's what it comes down to. It's, did you go and forgive your mother? Yes. And how did that go? Um, she's just not really aware. Like for her, it's just like, oh, okay, <clears throat> sure. And how did it go for you? Um, I would say it was okay for me in the sense of... Uh, I've been taking care of my elderly parents for a while. And Man, I'm sorry seeing, to hear that. For seeing that, you start seeing everyone's human, right? Like, it's not <sighs> this pedestal that you put your parents on. Everyone has their flaws. But did you forgive her? I, I have. You, you did? Yeah. Did you tell her that? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, how about your father? Uh, he passed away. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you doing a silent prayer? Yes. Every morning, every night? Uh, I'm going to say about 8 out of 10, so, you know. 
for maybe <coughs> one or tw- once or twice. I'm not doing it like morning at night. I might be doing just morning. I might be doing morning and night, or I'll just do night. Every morning, every night? I try. Every morning, every night? I try to do every morning, every night. Every morning, every night? No. <laughs> Why can't you just say no? <laughs> <laughs> what the? <laughs> Uh, and why not every morning? This is so interesting that I tell you the prayer to be still and know God is the way to go, right? There's no other way but to go forgive, be still and know him, and you'll be fine. It'll, you'll grow. But people won't do it, won't stick with it. Isn't that amazing? Why don't you, what do you think, and I'm not yelling at you, but what do you think going to happen if you don't do it? If I don't, I'll right. stay where I am. And are you happy in your whole? No. And you do a little low-grade depression? No. <laughs> You're not happy there, right? No. And so why don't you do it so you can overcome that? Because you're not, happiness is not what you want. It comes and goes. You want peace, and peace lasts forever. Nothing can take it away. I think it's like what everyone says, right? It's you're too busy sometimes or... In my case, uh, busy day, kind of fall asleep, you know, like, and then you wake up and you're like, oh, I need to wash up and go to bed. So you're not tired of suffering? I am. No, you're not. No, you're, you're right. My actions are stating that, that that's I'm right. not. Um, and it is, it's interesting that God would just let you suffer, huh? You're a little low-grade depression. He won't do anything about it unless you seek him, right? Of course. Have you noticed that? Yes. I would do the silent prayer. Do the prayer if you want to overcome this stuff. I think it's Because hard. it's a spiritual battle, and there's a warfare going on in you between good and evil, the light and the darkness, fighting inside of you. And the light can't defeat the darkness unless you be still and allow it to happen. Mm-hmm. Because you can't do anything about it. What? Nothing. Amazing. <laughs> but you got to do the prayer if you want to overcome. No human being can do that for you. No, uh, and I'm not looking for outsiders to fix my problem. Right. Um, but it's really hard, like I said, where you have people, not even friends, just acquaintances that you have around you, and they're suffering maybe some kind of the same issue, or, um, and it's just misery likes company, right? So it's like you start venting to each other, then it just turns into this whole, like, wild Debbie Downer session. Well, get rid of them. Well, I mean, I'm not very, I'm not close friends with them. They're acquaintances. Oh. Um, but it, it's really hard because, like I said, I've, as I've gotten older, my friend group has gotten smaller and smaller. I have a lot more acquaintances, and it's it's really bad because... Well, in reality, there there's no such thing as problems. And in reality, there's no such thing as low-grade depression and all that. You're in darkness, mm-hmm. and you just can't see it. You have no love, and because you don't have the love, you just have no life. And all these these words are just made up to keep, oh, low-grade dark, uh, low-grade depression, high-grade depression, suicide. It's just made-up words to make you stay there rather than it's a battle between good and evil. Mm-hmm. And right now, you're in darkness, and that's why you're having this. You have no life in you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you need light, and that comes from God. Mm-hmm. You're not depressed. You're in darkness. Okay. They make up words to keep you away from the light. And then they'll give you medication. They'll 
all kind of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. So do the prayer. Because there's no such thing as problems. You're just in darkness. Mm-hmm. All right? Okay. All right. Thank you. You've been here before? Uh, are you doing the prayer? Every night, every day. Yes, sir. You have friends? I'll ponder on it a little bit. No. You I'm have 50, none? 51 years old and no. Oh, good. I can't say I have a friend. Nice. I only have God, really. That's right. But every night and every... We went through it, Jesse. You helped me so much since 2016. Heart attack, two strokes. Been here to a couple of your meetings. Um, I'm black. From Chicago. (laughs) Um, Everything everything that you say is so real and so true. I did it all wrong. I, I was the one that thought that I could do it right and all this and that. And every time I turned around, it was something going wrong and didn't yeah. understand it. But now that I do understand it, it's amazing. Nice. I thought I lost kids, dogs, and all that. Ended up by myself. Didn't end up by myself. Man. So I'm right now, all I'm doing is living. So to all the young people that are fighting with it, Earl and all those people. Who? Who? Huh? You know, <laughs> all right, I, I kind of understand what, I don't understand, but I know kind of what, because they're fighting. Yeah. They, 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 they call you up because they already know that you're telling the truth. Yeah. But what man can handle another man telling them that they're a woman? <laughs> uh, most, most, especially black men, they can't. T- they can't take. It. They can't take. It. They, they hold on to groups, gangs, and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Anyway, well, okay, I got to move on. Right. <laughs> Do you have friends? And then I got to tell you why I asked this question. Right yeah. How old are you? Um, I'm 12 years old. 12 years old. Thanks for the cookies. She baked some cookies and brought it for the office. Not for y'all. <laughs> it's for the office. Um, do you have friends? Um, well, as an extroverted child, I do talk to lots of people in my classes, but when it comes to closer friends that I may look up to or assist when they're down, I would say that I do have around like two or three, yes. And how do you feel about your friend? How do you see them? Um... For the most part, I, I look up to them. They teach me lots of lessons, but, but I think my closest one is currently in a pretty bad fallen state, so I try to do whatever I can to push her up, you know? Right on. Okay. The reason I ask this is because... Where's Chris? <laughs> you going to tackle that person? That sounded like something Bill did or something. Yeah, I think it was Bill. I was like, oh, PA. All right. That was Bill. Um, what's going to happen to those who do the silent prayer? You go and forgive and you do the silent prayer. Oh, let me ask this first. Then I'll tell you what it is. It's just another part two to this. The guy in the suffer and die shirt. How do you see yourself? How do you see yourself? In what way? That's what I like to know. Yeah, right. 
I mean, uh, spiritually, um, being born again, <coughs> I guess, looking at things with new eyes. But are you asking from my past to now, or how do you see yourself? Yeah, good question. Uh, <laughs> improving. Improving. Yeah. Okay. You see yourself as improving. Yes. From what to what? From a from a fallen state to okay. a better man. Okay. These are the kind of things I think about during the day. What y'all think about? What you gonna eat? <laughs> what you gonna wear? I'm like thinking about. Wow. What about this? What about that? Uh, the reason I asked that is that. Um, so I was thinking about. Oh, I realized the other morning, I, I don't see myself any kind of a way. Really, I don't. I don't see myself any kind of way. I don't see myself with problems. I don't see myself as good or bad. I don't, uh, it's just like, I have no opinion of myself. And I don't know when that happened. It just kind of, one day it became that way, right? Because when you, what I noticed, and then I would think about friends. And I talk to a lot of folks around the country every day, except Fridays. And everybody has the same problem. They, they see themselves as good or negative, negative way or good way, or they worry about how they look or don't look or what others think about them or don't think about them. And then as far as friendships, they have a perception of their friends. And when their friends don't live up to that perception, or disappoint them in any way, and it affects the perception of them, they are no longer friends. Because they saw one thing that they disagree with, oh, I thought this person was like that, right? They have an image of the friend. And when that image is affected, they are affected, the friendship is over. Because that person had something they didn't see. And I was thinking about friends. When I was growing up, I had friends. But as a kid, kids don't have perception of a friend. You just have a friend. And you run around, you play, you laugh, you get mad at each other, yeah. But you still stay friends as little children. And I grew up like that. I've never, I never in my whole life had a perception of my friends. And I guess because I was born in the country, and that's the way country people live, right? And I noticed that. The people I, would grow, I grew up with, my close friend, we're still close friends. We've had disagreements. We've had arguments. There was time had gone by when we didn't talk, but it didn't change anything. When we did talk, it was like nothing happened because I never had a perception of them. I didn't think they were holy or not holy or this or that, right? And when you don't have an image, a perception, then all is well all the time. Uh, a person can do wrong what you think is wrong and it won't affect you because you have no perception. That's just your friend, right? But what I notice is that <clears throat> because most people in that fallen state, they're judging themselves and other people, they can't stay as friends because they have the wrong idea about friendship. You're not, you're not supposed to have an image or perception or, of anything or anybody. Because that image or perception is coming from your ego. It's something that Satan gives you. 
and it's based on a lie. It's based on an illusion, right? And so when you overcome the anger and you stay with the prayer, you live by the light, and you're going to grow in the light. And in that light, you're going to lose all perception of time, of friendship, and enemies, and everything. Words won't hurt you anymore. I did a radio show the other day. Was it an online podcast thing? Clubhouse. Clubhouse thing. And then the black people got so mad at me, they called me every name in the book. They even asked me, how do you feel when someone call you a coon? I said, I don't feel anything about it. I'm okay with that. And then they just lined up and called me coon. <laughs> I'm like, didn't I tell you I didn't feel anything? <laughs> I told them I don't feel anything about it. And they lined up and called me a coon. I'm like, what the? <laughs> but God would cause you to be in the world, but not of it. Really. It's going to be so amazing. And you can get along with anybody. You can argue, don't argue. People who turn against you, it wouldn't bother you one iota because you had no perception of that. It was just another person you were hanging out with, talking to them, whatever, right? Go for dinner. Uh, there's no such thing as problems. There's literally no such thing. That's a lie, too, in the head, because you're struggling trying to make things be the way you want them to be or the way you think you want them to be, and so it becomes a problem. That's a setup. There is a perfect way of living, but you got to grow into it out of the darkness. You've been traumatized. Your mother's turned you away from your father's, and that turns you away from God. Now you're living in darkness. But if you stick to the prayer, because I know you want it, you wouldn't be here if you didn't want to overcome. And so you want it, but I'm telling you, I have to stick to the prayer because Satan be trying to deceive me too. But I can see it now and let it pass. But when you're in darkness, you can't see the thoughts, and, and some thoughts seem to be true, and they are not. I would tell you all this story. A friend of mine lost his mama. He couldn't find his mama for a day. <laughs> it was a mess. My friend was all holy until he couldn't find his mama. I was like, what's wrong? I went, my mama gone. Where is she? I don't know yet. But he realized he was in his mind, and it wasn't real, so he learned from it. So he said, oh, your mama gone, right? right? And he believed it. And even though he knew, he should not believe it. But the beauty is he learned from it that that was a lie. The thoughts are lies, right? All thoughts are all lies all the time. There is a perfect way of living. It really is. Just like there is an imperfect way of living in that fallen state. So you've got to do the prayer so you can come before the Father within. The kingdom of heaven is within. The teacher, God said, let no man teach you. You have a teacher. He said the kingdom of heaven is within. It's there. Um, he will add all things unto you. He'll take care of you. He will take care of you, just like Satan is trying to take care of you by destroying you. And so what I want to do, I want Chris to read, and let me just say this, and then I want Chris to read something for you. In the Word. In the beginning, that was the Word. And this is so good, right? Well, at least I know it is. And of ourselves, we can literally do nothing. We can't change anything. We cannot change ourselves. You can't make yourself be good. You can't make yourself overcome your vices. That's why it's ridiculous. It's 
crazy to judge yourself or hate yourself because you can't overcome the vices. You're mad at yourself because, oh, I didn't want to take a drink. I took another drink. Now I'm drunk. I didn't want to smoke a joint or whatever, right? I didn't want to have a say, but I had to say now. No, you're not. You can't, don't struggle with it. Of ourselves, we can do nothing, and of ourselves, we know nothing. But God will cause us to be, have perfect peace and live a perfect life. He will cause you to do that. We can't make ourselves be that way. How many of you, and then why, Jay, let me know who you're ready. You ready? Oh, let me, t- how, how many of you are per- convinced, absolutely convinced that of yourself you could do nothing and that you know nothing? So nobody who think that they can do something about themselves. You can be honest. I'm not going to yell. It's just fellowship. Oh, you do? Amazing. Why do you think that? I have to remind myself that I can't because I always think, like, we can control um, whether to do the silent prayer. We can control, based our weight, what we eat and when to exercise. That is what I feel like some things we can't control. But then there's But you thoughts. can't even control doing this out of prayer. Mm-hmm. Because if you did, you wouldn't let Satan talk you out of, mm-hmm. oh, you're too busy. It is, right? You just have to get up and do it. Mm-hmm. Even when the voice is telling you you don't have time and that, you have to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. You say you can't control it or you can't? I can't, but I have to remind myself that I can't. Oh, you tell I try maybe. to control yeah. it, but it's like, yeah. <laughs> there's literally absolutely nothing that you can do of yourself. Really, you can't change one iota of a thing by yourself. It's spiritual. Everything, everything, everything is spiritual. We are a spirit. We're not just body. And Satan is lying to you about those things. You might as well relax and just enjoy your life. Really, relax, enjoy your life. Stay with the prayer. Speak up, but don't resent. And if you fall into the mud, just say, oh, that's stupid. I'm in the mud. You saw that guy on my show that got shot in the head? Anybody saw that? Mm-mm. Oh, that was amazing. The guy got shot in the head. He been shot in the, everywhere in the eye, right? And on this, it was and, uh, and during the show he took the eye out. I'm like, what the? <laughs> and then he just put it back in. And I was thinking, if you get shot that many times, look like you ought to just die. But if you don't die, look, that's enough for me to seek God. I don't need any more warning. You know what I'm saying? I would just give up. But I want you to know of yourself, you can do nothing. It's a lie that you can. It's not true. Really, you can't do anything. And if, when you see that, when you recognize the voice of God and the voice of Satan, you're going to see Satan is lying to you about everything. He's just lying to you. All right. It's not true. We, we're not in control of anything. And in that father say, it has never been your fault. Whatever you did, it wasn't your fault. You were not guilty. You were lied to. You were not guilty. It was your parents' fault because they were not perfect examples for you. And they caused you to fall into those things. And then they made you feel guilty. You need to do better. Go out and be a man. You can't just go out and be a man. You know what I'm saying? They made you into a woman, not until you go be a man. It doesn't work that way. Now you feel guilty because you can't be a man. It's all lies. Become accountable by just doing the silent prayer because I'm like, how do you keep accountability? By doing the silent prayer 
And the light of God will cause you to do the right thing. You can't keep accountability on your own. That's another illusion. Because when you don't keep accountability, and what is accountability anyway? Like you're responsible for waking up and doing a silent prayer. You're responsible for going to the gym, working out. You're responsible for going to work. Oh, that's yeah. those. You see my muscles, right? <laughs> no, I'm playing. What's going to happen when you come back to the Father? You're going to have a natural energy of life. And in that life, you won't, it won't be hard to wake up in the morning. It, you wouldn't be burdened down by going to the gym. It would be amazing. You wouldn't worry about work. You'd just go to work and do your job because you won't be in your head. You'll live by a, 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 the real energy of life. And it will guide you. And it will cause you to just do what you got to do. You wouldn't think of accountability, though. It would just be the road that you walk, you're traveling. It just, and you have the right energy. And then when Satan tries to talk you out of it, you know, you wake up, you know, you got to go to the gym, right? And he's like, oh, don't go right now. Go tonight or tomorrow. He wouldn't be able to talk to you out of it because you know that voice is a lie. Really, you just naturally do it. And you wouldn't think about accountability. It would just be life. You will just be living your life. That makes sense? Yes. Yeah. I'm just living my life. I'm just living my life without any effort at all. No effort. Really. And that's, God love us. That's how he wants us to live. He'll take care of you. But you got to come back to him. You must be born of the Father. So I want you to hear this. And you're going to hear it first. And then I get feedback. Okay. You can come on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this one, is one of my experts. Which one should I read first, Jeremiah or Ezekiel? James gave me two. Which will you normally read first, eh? Jeremiah, I guess. Okay. okay. Let's see here. Jeremiah 31, uh, 33. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. This is 34. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. That's Jeremiah 31, 33 and 34. Now the second one? Yes. Okay. This is... a. Ezekiel 36, uh, 25, 26, 27. Uh, Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean from all your filthiness, and from all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and ye shall keep my judgments and do them. It's Ezekiel 36, 25, 26, and 27. Thank you. You're welcome. Amazing. So, any question about that? Yes, sir. Would you say, like... uh would you say, like, the Lord, like it's, like, it's inside of us, like, it's in us? It's totally in us. 
The kingdom of heaven, a new commandment I give you, and I will put it in your heart. A new reality, the kingdom of heaven is within. It's hidden from the children of Satan, and it's within us. It's up there too, but here on earth, it's here. Everything you need. That's why you shouldn't let anyone teach you the Bible and all that, because uh, you have a teacher within the Holy Spirit. He will teach you. And life is bigger than the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Who's going to walk around with the Bible every day when somebody cuts you out? What am I supposed to do now? <laughs> when they call you cool. Oh, wait a minute. Let me go to First John. <laughs> oh, when Satan say you're not going to the gym this morning. Oh, hold on, Satan. <laughs> but it's inside you already. Everything you are, everything you want to know, all the love you need, the light is inside of you. And so the silent prayer, like... Like, will that kind of, like, just not, I mean, I guess guide you and open up kind of, like, you know, the Lord, I guess, inside? What happens is, and I didn't notice until, so listen, I'm learning as I'm teaching. I'm learning, and I'm not teaching, I'm pointing, right? But I'm learning as I go. That's why I share all this good news to you because I'm, I'm realizing things every day almost, right? And so what happens is the silent prayer slow you down because you're raising in your head. You're trying to learn this and learn that, be this and be that, right? And, and you're asking God, oh, Lord, help me, bless my mama, you know, and all that, right? So when it does, all that stuff comes from your head, right? When he slows you down, then he draws you in. He allows you to see the difference between the darkness and the light. But what draws you into the kingdom of heaven is when you forgive. When you go and forgive your mother, I'm sorry for resenting you. I realized you couldn't help it, and she started yelling and crazy. And you look at her like you're looking at a crazy movie. And if she cry and yell and scream, or if she say, I'm sorry, or if she fall out and die. The only thing I request, if she fall out and die, go into the kitchen and look in that drawer right next to the knives. There's some life insurance in there. <laughs> go and turn it in before your brothers and sisters find out. <laughs> But once you forgive your mother, God's going to take away that evil spirit away and draw you into this kingdom. You'll find yourself living it because he's already there. You're just not aware of it. He's going to draw you in and make you aware and you start living from that. Because I just want to say, like, a lot of times you talk about, like, you know, when you're being still and, you know, and you can't really or you can't, like, do anything about, right. you know, stuff like that. I find myself, like judging myself a lot whenever I don't get anything done or, you know, like, I'm like, man, you know, I could have did this, you know, I had all this time, you know, blah, blah, blah. And like, or, you know, I could have did this different, you know, with this person, you know, and now, you know, they're wherever, or it's yeah. just like, I find myself just judging myself kind of constantly and in my head, like, okay, I'm, I try to like, you know, I try to just like, you know, grab all my thoughts and just take them one by one, you know, like, okay, yeah. you know, I can do this, you know, okay, I'll do this, and I can do this. That's a know. setup. It's all lies. And that's not you judging yourself. That's Satan judging you, but it sounds like you. It sounds like you're talking to yourself, right? And then you're basing that life on what other people have done and what they say they have done and how great they are, right? So you're trying to live up to what you've heard or what they say. It's not that way. That's not the way to go. You need, you will become yourself and live your life and wish everybody else well. 
and your life will be amazing. They'll be stressed out and your life will be amazing. It will be easy. But the kingdom of heaven is inside of us. And the Bible tells you that, but the preachers won't tell you that from the Bible. They, they'll skip over that. Or if they mention it in the church, they go by, go past it real fast because they don't understand it. But the kingdom, and no man can enter that kingdom except God draw them into it. He have to do it. So, like, when it comes to, like, the ego, like, is it important to just try to, like, go of it? Like, like when it, uh, like self-image, like, don't have a certain image of yourself or anything like that. Just when you doubt every thought, every thought is a lie, right? When you doubt every thought, you cannot have an image of yourself. Because when you doubt the lie, you, the only thing left is faith in God. You can't help but live by faith. And uh, so when you doubt the lie, you won't have an image of yourself. We should have an image of ourselves. We're not God. And say make us create an image of ourselves, right? Make us play God. And that's what happens. Like, as soon as I hear something, like, about, like, or what somebody said about me or something like that, I'm just like, you know, I try to reflect on myself and be like, how can I change that? But then it's right. like, you know, don't. You know, you, no, you know. let that pass. Yeah. That's Satan playing a game on you. Yeah. And if you don't do it, you you start judging yourself some more. Why is that person able to do it, but I'm not? You know, you think less of yourself. Now you want to commit suicide because you're not living up to what they are. You don't have what they have. And those people who are telling you all that mess, they're not happy. They may have a lot of money and live in the hills somewhere, but they are miserable. At night, oh, that's another thing. Uh, what, what was his Nick here? I was telling Nick about this. We went down to the San Diego area and I was telling him about this image. And he reminded me that even your movie stars and entertainers, you were telling me that they pay people to keep a false image going of them, right? Oh, yeah. oh I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about, uh, you know, the images that people have. But you see the news that celebrities will be, oh, they got caught by the paparazzi doing this or this or that news story, but that's actually very common that celebrities will pay for that. Those things are scripted. Paparazzi events are scripted, and they know the image that the public has of them, right. and they try and tailor it and keep it going. So they want you to see them as wonderful so they can keep taking your money. You can keep treating them a certain way, and you want to be a movie star. You want to be happy like that. But those people are not happy. They're paying people to make to keep a false image of them out there, all right? So it's not real. They're just regular folks who need Jesus too, right? They're not happy people at all. But you're struggling trying to be like them, and then you may become a movie star, but you'll just be miserable. You'll be a miserable movie star instead of just walking in your natural path, all right? So the way to overcome the image is to overcome the thoughts, let every thought pass about everything. And I'm telling you, stay, I've been doing it for 31 years, 32 years now. Eventually, and I didn't notice. I'm discovering as I go, right? You get further and further away from them. And if you do get one, you can, You know how in the Bible it says, uh, tell Satan to get behind you or something like that. Get behind me, Satan. What it means is when you get those, after a while, you, he said, my children should know my voice, right? So now you, you're, you remember the voice of God, and you also know the voice of Satan. And so after a while, Satan will come, but you know it's Satan's voice, and you'll let it go. That's like telling the devil, get behind you. You're resisting it because you now recognize your father's voice. Everything you're looking for is inside, and he will cause those things to happen. 
You can't make them happen. You didn't put yourself in this hole. Satan put you in this hole by making you believe lies, making you judge yourself. But you thought it was you. It was never you. It was never you. There is no you. That image you have of yourself is a false image. Isn't that amazing? You've been living in hell for no reason. <laughs> well, you could have been having paradise. If your parents had been, or my parents had been of any good, had been perfect parents, you would not have had to go through any of this. You really, because you would not have fallen into hate. You would love your parents. You would not be judging them. And so, and because you grew up not judging your parents, you wouldn't judge yourself or other. You would have already had paradise on earth. Don't you want to go and just kill your parents? <laughs> they made you suffer unnecessarily, and then they blame you for it. That old no good child of mine. <laughs> Do white parents say no good child of mine? No. Lord, my child ain't no good. They don't even take credit for screwing up your life. They made you think you did it. No, nobody want to screw up their own life. How, you got to have like a perfect life, right? You walk in that road, you think, wow, my life is perfect. I think I just want to screw it up. <laughs> Let me go rob a bank. <laughs> it's not, it's never with you. Stop taking credit for it. Stop trying to fight it. Seek the Father and he will cause you to overcome it. He's given us a new heaven. Christ came and gave us a way out. He created a new heaven for us. He created a Bible preacher is not supposed to be teaching you the Bible. He's supposed to point you back to the source that would reveal all things to you. Because once you learn it, it builds the ego. It makes you think you know it and you don't. You know the Bible, but you don't know God. We have a teacher. Really, we have a teacher. Isn't that like amazing? And he will cause you to become righteous. You can't make yourself right. He will cause you to have peace. He will cause you to love and not hate. All right? Amazing. Yes, ma'am. Um, I have two questions about the... Oh, let me just say, you can't figure this out, right? Because they go in your head, oh, oh, Lord, now you got to make yourself go inside. How do I get in there? You're in there now. He'll lie to you about that too, right? Whatever the thoughts tell you about anything at any time, even when you lose your mama. I can't find my mama. <laughs> it's not that. Mexico, why are you looking at Samuel? Oh. <laughs> Eric, why are you laughing at Samuel? <laughs> it's out. It was me. <laughs> Samuel lost his mama. Tell me the story, though. It's, right. interesting. Okay, it's so, not personal. Yeah, it's not personal at all. So, on Friday, I, I cleaned the bond office building, right? So then I, my mom asked me in the morning. She had to go to the hospital, which is right down the street somewhere. See the sign now right there? She could walk down there, really. It's so close to us. Yeah, yeah Not she that she could. should walk, but I'm just saying that's how close it is. Yeah. So I drop her off, and then I come to work. And then I told her when I left her, I said, hey, just... Call me when you're done, and we'll see if I'm finished. And if I'm finished, I will pick you up. And if not, you got to find your way home. So she calls me, and I'm still working, so I say, I can't pick you up. And then she's like, okay, this lady told me to get on this bus. I'm going to just get on this bus. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And I just hang up. And then 
saying tells me, you know what? Tell her to call her back and tell her that she should be careful because there's a bunch of like crazy people out on the streets now <laughs> just so she's like safe on a bus, right? So I called her back and she didn't pick up. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Suffer and die, you know? Nah, just playing. But I was like, all right, cool. Well, I couldn't get through to her. I don't know what it was. So then an hour later, Satan tells me, I'm still working. I'm like working, cleaning. And then Satan tells me, man, your mom never called you back. Like, what's up with that? What's going on? So then I'm like, I tried calling her again. Nothing. I got back to work. I'm working. I'm at the last room now. And I'm like cleaning up, um, taking care of the trash, everything. And I call her again. Nothing. And then by that time, it's like winding down. And then like I just hang around i'm like man what do i do should i go home and rush home because i'm i'm like tripping out that my mom is possibly dead at least that's what saying was telling me i'm like should i go am i wasting valuable time should i tell the police what um so then i i hang around and then jesse um i, I talked to jesse for a little bit and so I go into the restroom, and right before, I, I decided, all right, I'm going to tell Jesse because, like, I, I'm going to just tell him what's going on, you know? So then I go into the restroom, and then uh, Satan tells me, you know what? Don't tell Jesse because he's going to know that you're overreacting. And then by by him knowing, he's going to be like, you a beta. And I didn't want <laughs> to expose myself. So then I was like wait, what's going on? I'm I'm defending Satan right now. Like, I'm literally um, defending Satan because I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to, like, see, like, that image, like, what you're talking about, that image. Um, so then I I didn't even have to tell Jesse. Like, I just I just said, Jesse, he's like, what? What is it? What's up? Something's on your, something's on your mind. And I'm like, I think my mom did. <laughs> and then he's, he's like, man, can, get out of it like get out of your mind all thoughts are lies and i'm like i know but but you know like that but but it's my mama i think she did she has to call me back it's been five times no no ring back like man what's what's going on so when say when uh when the mexican boy would tell me about it he was like this you can see his eyes dead he told me the whole story i'm like man have a way to see your mom ain't dead yeah, you're right. But but uh but he was I can see he was in here. He had no life. No life. I'm like, man, Satan lied to you. Satan's not gonna tell you the truth about your mama. Have a way to see it. If she did, there's nothing you can do about it anyway. And so and so he rushed home and mama and when you got home, what happened real fast? So when I got home, my mom was home <laughs> and I'm and I, I was already on the way there. I was like watching myself. I wasn't overreacting, but I, I was like just reflecting on how what had happened that day. I'm like, wow, amazing. So I get <laughs> home, and I'm like, hey, what's going on? And she's like, hi. I'm like, I tried calling you. I didn't say how many times, and I didn't say, I, I, where were you? He didn't said, tell it was a thousand times. And he was yeah, panicking. I didn't, I didn't say it was like a thousand <laughs> times in two minutes. <laughs> but um, she's like, what? You tried calling me? I never got a call. My phone's acting up, I think. And I'm like, <laughs> then I felt silly. I I just ate some dinner, and then I fell asleep real early because <laughs> I had no energy. I was just out. Like, <laughs> I was out. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Overthought. Over a lie in the head. All thoughts are all lies all the time. 
All that. And so when I got to the event, then I, I hope your stuff is not real emergency. But uh, when I got to the event yesterday, uh, Sammy friend Eric was there. And so I sat next to Eric and I said, did Sammy ever find his mama? <laughs> and what do you think? What I, Cause you didn't know the story at that time, right? Nah. Like I said, I'm, I'm from the hood. So when someone asks you something you don't know the answer to, you just say no. no. So I'm like, I, nah, I don't know. She, he didn't find her. <laughs> uh, and then if you mention the mama, that's really important, right? To the hood man. You're serious about our mamas. Yeah. And but the whole point, he believed a lie. And he won what's right. He does a prayer, but he believed into a lie and it just felt real and seemed real. All thoughts are all lies all the time. Really, all the time. And they get involved with no matter what you do, it has something to say about it. Really. All thoughts, all lies. So you, you got it, and it's spiritual, and you can't make yourself not be a part of the thoughts because it's spiritual. You need to do the silent, go and forgive your mother for turning you away from your fathers, forgive your father for not protecting you from the mothers because they couldn't help it. They, your mother can't help it. Her mother did it to her. The father's mother did it to them. They can't help it. It's the same feeling you have, right? I'm sorry for resenting you. You will enter in, do the prayer, and you will grow. That's why God said, pray without ceasing. He wants you to stay in the light. Come into my presence. Stay there so I can guide you. All right? You got to do the prayer. Yes. Okay, sorry. So the first question is about the silent prayer, about doing it every morning and every night. Yeah. Um, I don't do it every night. Now, maybe more because I'm pregnant, I get like lazy and Satan is That's the more reason to do yeah. it because you will be tripping. <laughs> I know. Um, but, <laughs> but. Wow. It's so just... when she started tripping, they said, you know what? Suffer. <laughs> right? Because she got to do the prayer. You can tell her night and day, all is well, you're in your head. But if she doesn't do the prayer, she's going to be in her head. Yeah. Um, so what I'm trying to clarify for me, because I never thought it was, um, I never thought it was like that important to make it every morning, every night, because I was seeing progress by doing it just every morning. Um, I was still seeing progress on my thoughts and on my emotions and whatever. Um, so just to clarify, because I feel like maybe not just me, a lot of people are not doing it every morning, every night because they don't see the importance I guess of doing it every night, they don't see it because they think they're already it's already helping them right. doing it every morning. So just f- because I see it as what I get from you, maybe you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Of course, because what I'm getting from you is that you're closer to God as much time. If you do more, like every morning, every night, you get more closer and it's faster for you. Not faster necessarily, but like you have more time to with God. So since you are mo- have invest are investing more time to God. Who have getting, more time with God? Yourself by oh, doing the, the silent yeah, prayer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by doing the silent prayer, you're investing more in God, right? So God is gonna give you more, I guess. God is gonna. It's not like he's gonna. He's gonna give you more, but he's gonna. You're gonna be allowing God more to give you more wisdom, I guess, right? Or I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just thinking about me, my thought process of doing it every morning, every night. Why is that so important? That's amazing to me. <laughs> Even that is from Satan. <laughs> Satan wants you to think about all that. Just do the prayer. <laughs> or don't do it. 
You yeah. can't analyze God. Well, I'm analyzing why am I not doing it every night. Why are you analyzing it? Because I'm hearing you saying every morning, every night. Every we morning, just every suffer night. until you're ready. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But I'm not really suffering. That's what I'm saying. Okay, well, don't do it then. <laughs> okay, then the, the second question about friends um, is the, you're saying that in, to not have an opinion about your friends, right? Right. To just kind of like, like a kid. Like when I was a kid, I had my best friend, and I still have her because we have established this relationship where we don't care about right. what each other do, you know? If you notice friends, they, oh, I got a friend at school today, and it's just my friend. And, and the kids have no impression about the kids, right? Until the parents get involved and everybody mess it up. But it's just a friend. That's how we have to see each other. And we will once we come back into the light. We're just human beings. We're just hanging out. We're just talking. We're just friends with no perception. Even of the preacher or the movie star or the drug addict or the alcoholic. Well, you can't have, once you're born of the father, you can't have an impression because you, you see the spirit that driving, and it's not them. So you don't have an impression of them because so, you know it's not them. So, but what about when people tell you, oh, or when the Bible even tell you, choose wise your friend, like what? choose wisely your friends, who you're spending time with, who you're doing this, who you're doing that. Isn't that having an impression on who you, like, let's say. But when you're in the light, you will see who to hang around with and who not to. But you all have, you'll just see this is not the good spirit to be around without thinking all that. Yeah. You will see who to be around, who not. The light will guide you. Okay. It really will. Yeah, that's how I feel like I'm right now. Like, I have friends that I'm not necessarily close to. But you're making a horrible mistake by letting the devil tell you you don't need to pray at night because you're doing fine. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Because when when you go to sleep, you fall into unconsciousness as well. Yeah, and then you wake and up. And you don't sleep restfully. I, I, what I've realized is that, to me, it's more my dreams. I have horrible dreams. and then She has horrible dreams, but she doesn't need to do the second prayer. But it night. doesn't... Because she's doing fine during no, the day. No, it doesn't catch up on the day. Like, it's just the dream. And then I woke up to the second oh, prayer, Lord. and I got over it. She doesn't say to get behind you. But <laughs> That's amazing. But she's yeah. having these horrible dreams, but not in the daytime, so she doesn't need to pray at night. <laughs> I noticed when I, I was going to ask you because I noticed when I do it, don't do it in the night, I would get weird dreams, yeah. be very groggy in the morning. And when I did do it at night, I would feel so much life ready to, yep. the, the alarm clock would go off. And That's the, right. And, and also like, Amazing. I, I'm more propensed to forget to do it in the morning. Yes. So I do it later yeah. in the morning, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what happens. Like, literally, that's happened last night. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't do it last night, and then I well, forgot to do it this morning. But I still do it. So. I, do, <laughs> I do it every night, every morning, because I can't imagine not being one with the Father now. That other way is hell. It's pure hell. I want heaven on earth, right? And so no matter how, even when I do the men's forms at night or the latest forms on Thursday night, I get to bed, like, late, right? I do the prayer, and I go to bed, I sleep like a virgin. <laughs> and then at 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm awake. Yeah. I'm wide awake. I'm ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a different energy. It's a life. It's an energy of life and not of death. Really. The Father said, pray without ceasing. He didn't say, okay, well, at night, don't worry about it. 
Yeah, I don't have to do it at night. <laughs> right? Last word. Yeah, about the silent prayer, <clears throat> I feel like it's a spiritual workout. So, like, um, every morning, let's say you work out, and the next day you don't work out, and then the next day you try to go back to working out, it's going to be harder. Yeah. So you got to do it every day so like that Absolutely, you don't fall man. back into it. It's hard for people to get back to it once they stop because Satan doesn't want you to get back to it. He wants you to, he wants you to everything but be still. Everything happens in stillness. All right. So I got to end, but you want to take one or what? Yeah, one more. One question. Okay. Karen Williams over on YouTube gave a few super chats and asked. Thank you, Karen. What does take away the stony heart out of your uh, body and give you the heart of flesh mean? I can't answer that today. Oh. That's my biblical question. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. All right. The brand new biblical question this week is what? Do you have a heart of stone or of love? A little louder for me. Do you have a heart of stone or of love? That's a brand new biblical question for next week. Do you have a heart of stone or of love? Isn't that amazing? Do you have a heart of stone or love? I was going to answer the last biblical question. Oh, good. Uh, Let me get to that real fast. Do you pray the prayer of the heart or of the head? Um, Now the heart because when I try to, like when I'm praying with my head, I feel like the thoughts are like centered in my head and it's like trying to make me, um, I guess... It's like a really burning feeling in my forehead that I don't like. It's like constant thoughts, and I just feel like with my heart more relaxed. Right on. Will you do the silent prayer? Will you be still and know the Father? You're praying the uh, the prayer of the heart. And the Holy Spirit interceding for you, Christ is interceding, and you're before the throne of the Father. You're before love. But when you're in your head, you're just rambling. And God's like, what the... (laughs) Where you get that from? <laughs> He's like, Jesus, go get me a glass of wine. <laughs> when this person gets through praying the prayer of the head, let me know. When you're still, you're praying the prayer of the heart and not of the head. We know not what we want. We know not what to ask for. He knows everything. He knows what he wants us to have. He knows what we want. He knows it. We don't need to be doing that. We've been taught to do that if we're wrong. You want to pray the prayer of the heart. Be still and know. All right. Do you have a, a, a for the biblical question that I got to end? Do you have a, a heart of stone or a heart of love? Me? Uh huh. Both. Wait, wait till the mic come. Both. <laughs> and when you say both, what do you mean? Depends on whether I'm in, uh, in the light or in the darkness. And so sometimes you're in the light and sometimes you're in the darkness? Of course, aren't we all? And how do you know when you're sometime in one or the other? How do you know? Uh, that's the ultimate question. It takes self-observation and reflection by doing all the things you know when you strayed. By doing all the things you're supposed to do to stay in the light, you know when you're not, hopefully. Hopefully. Are you saying that everyone has faith 24 hours a day? I can't, it's, just, it's a brand new biblical question. Every week I have a new biblical question. I'm not a biblical expert. I can only speak from experience. Yeah, I, I prefer those who are not experts. So you're right. I'm certainly not an expert. So yeah. my experience would be that on reflection, and um, I, you 
can understand when you're in, one understands when you're in difficulty and that your heart has kept out people and the good things in life if it's hard. Stone. Okay. I assume stone means absence of compassion and empathy and love. Amazing. So if you have all of those, you're you're in an isolated place, and if you're a reflective and spiritual person, you understand not to do that because it uh, leads to a life of desolation, isolation, and pain. Okay. In the green shirt, you have a heart of stone or heart of love? <laughs> we, know, we know where this heart is. <laughs> when they go... <laughs> I really don't think about it too much, but I... I, I I think I have a heart of love. I mean, uh, I'm not that much of a judgmental person. Um, that much? Well, <laughs> I, 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 no man's perfect, you know. It's just like uh, I've noticed the I'm letting things go more than I used to. Uh, like, I mean, I've, I've, I've been missing church for quite a few months. I just came back, and I noticed last last week... Uh, one of my coworkers, who I find extremely annoying, um, she's late, like 38 years old, and I just she I she's always making contact with me, and I, at work I've just completely ignored her. I just go this this woman's toxic. I'm just gonna. I know she's absolutely amazing employee. I mean she does her job well, but she drives me insane, and I'm going. You know what? I don't need to converse with her. I know she's my coworker. But she's toxic, too, and I'm just going, you know what? I just ignored her, and all of a sudden, she's like, ever since I've come to the church here the last couple times, she's like totally avoiding me, and like in a good way, in a good way. I was like, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God I don't have to deal with this woman, you know? It's like, you know, I mean, she's been my co for a year, and I was like, okay, you you're a good-looking girl, but you're horrible. <laughs> you've got a horrible personality, absolutely the... stunning and horrible. So, I'm having more. I'm having more. Uh, I didn't know you were to talk. <laughs> I'm having more peace. I'm having more peace, and uh, I'm I'm judging less, and uh, I'm letting things go, and it's nice. It's nice. Got, right. uh, Are you let, doing the silent prayer? No, because I don't believe in it. So, oh, okay. So I apologize, but I don't. No, don't no apologize. Suffer. Okay, okay, okay. I believe right. no in praying, but not, not the silent prayer. Right. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I talked too much. Last person, are you heart of stone or heart of love? Right here. Heart of love. And, and why do you say heart of love? Because mm, it's not stone anymore. And how do you know that? Oh, when I had a heart of stone, I was. Always wanted everybody to suffer and die, but now I'd rather tell them the truth. You just want to know? I wanted them to suffer and whatever problem they had, but now I want to tell them the truth so they can get out of it. And that's a sign that you have a heart of love? Mm. Oh, okay. What's your online name? <laughs> Based America First. That's Based America First. <laughs> I don't even know his real name. <laughs> yeah, you do. You just forgot. <laughs> it was like with Derek. I used to remember Derek. Now, uh, what's your other name? Big now I see him as Big Bump. When I look older, I see a Big Bump. <laughs> but listen, so when you, when you sit still and know the Father, and if you don't want to do it, really, don't do it. Do your hooping and hollering or whatever. Try to figure things out. It's really up to you. We're still friends. No problem with me, right? 
and God doesn't mind. He made the way for all to return to him from the, the, the richest to the poorest, the least to the most, whatever, right? But it's up to you. It really is. He's not going to miss any sleep at night. They still having fun up there. They made the way for you. It is all inside, right? So he's not going to force anyone. And if you don't love him, he doesn't care. He's not going to miss anything. He's not going to be mad. So it's up to you. I suggest you go and forgive your mothers and your fathers and don't expect anything from them. You forgive them because you're wrong for resenting them. They are wrong for what they have done to you, but they couldn't help it. Right. So you forgive them. Do the silent prayer and God will guide you. That's all. Being still is the way to go. All right. Be still and know that he is God. So I recommend that. Uh, it's up to you, though. And my brand new biblical question, do you have a heart of stone or a heart of love? And to the person that asked me that, I, I got to wait until next Sunday now because it's a biblical question. Um, thank you for your support, uh, your donations to the organization and to the church. I totally appreciate it. We're going to reach a super chast in D-Lives tomorrow on the radio show. Uh, what else? Any announcement? No meetings this week. I had an amazing week this week. I taught all week. I did radio, three hours of radio, three hours of taping the Father State, counseling every day. And then that meeting yesterday, my voice is like, I don't know where it comes. That's the life in me, really. And then I worked out like a champ. <laughs> and I have a trainer that is like a slave master. He's white and he's a bodybuilding guy. He he competes and he knows how to work everybody. You can see my, my body is amazing. Every muscle showing now. Even the belly going down. And so I work out very hard. Very hard. I don't feel like I'm 72 at all. It's just nothing about it. Just I have to count up the years. Because I think my parents made a mistake. <laughs> because in Alabama, they didn't know how to read it right then. They didn't know that slavery had ended. it. <laughs> and so I, don't, I think they had the wrong year or month because I don't feel 72. I don't. I, I, it's, but that's the life that God gives us. When you don't have anger, you have perfect love. Anyone that has anger is evil and you have no peace. But anyone who forgives and he takes that spirit of anger away, you have perfect love, then you have life. That's just the way it is, all right? So do the prayer and do that. Thank you for your support. And thank you all for coming. I hope this helped a little bit today. I learned a lot from it, so I hope it helped you guys. And don't forget to support. Thank you guys. Thank you.